this is Wicked Spursy. Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave got a special guest as well that we're going to introduce in a minute. But Mike, first, how you doing, buddy? Dave, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm trying to deal with my techno issues, of course, as usual. Um, typical. So yeah, I mean typical. So I have to this damn this damn live live stream, you know. So I'm <laughs> there. We go. We're back. There we go. I'm okay, Dave. Um, <laughs> We're getting yeah, so we're getting back into the into the silly season, or we're at the back end of the silly season. So like uh, today, I had to I had to get to work and you know let my boss know the what the priorities are, um, which uh, you talking following... personal personal priorities or work priorities? Yeah, personal priorities. You know, right. I had, which which meant that I had to uh, follow Fabromano all day long. That was my that was my first priority, <laughs> the very top of the list. And they said they said sure, we'll stop every fucking surgery for you after they said who's that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. They, yeah they were like it doesn't sound like a real person uh i said it is a real person at least he is on the internet so it's it's ray romano's brother that's, that's who it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but no no other than that i'm i'm pretty good um like i said it's it's just been it, like super busy at work um Nothing stolen out of my car this week. Uh, I did. Uh, hey, that's a win. Yeah, no shit, right? That's great. I, I did find out like exactly what was stolen, which is kind of crazy. Um, which was a, a nice winter jacket of mine, like my heavy coat. I mean, it hasn't been cold enough here, right? To wear like the heavy coat yet. So um, yeah, just give it what, like two or three days? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, like I, it's, yeah, it's going to be like below zero. So basically, uh, it's it's been okay. It's been okay, man. Um, just busy at work. So heavy coat and red solo cups. That's that's what was also stolen, right? Those red solo cups, yeah. Yeah, you should make sure you get those back. That's more. Important. Well, you know they're they they would have been really uh, important for the for the Vermont Green Games this year, but um, true. I I bet I can probably find some more, so we don't have to worry about that. All right, Steve-O, how you doing, buddy? Well, now I'm worried about Mike. I mean, dude lost his big heavy winter coat, and I got a, a text alert saying it was going to drop to like minus 45. So uh, we we might be looking for a Mikesicle at some point this week. The fire the fireplace will be working. We'll be working just fine in my house. <laughs> overtime, overtime. <laughs> no, uh, you know I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad uh, the transfer windows shut, and so I can go back to ignoring random rumors and right turn off turn off twitter for another uh six eight months right (laughs) the the he said she said nonsense you know uh, i'm i'm ready to focus on the rest of the season and uh yeah and see where we go from here but uh i don't think our fans are here to listen to uh what i've got to say today at least you're right they want to hear from me you're right steve thank you um but no we got a guest (laughs) and hey listen uh so being candid, Mike and Steve are gonna are gonna give me a hard time for this because our guest uh, marries together two of my favorite things, at least in the sporting world. Um, so 
big Spurs fan, number one. And number two plays for the uh, the baseball organization of my youth and adulthood and everything else. So, hey, I want to welcome uh, Jake Berger, who is a, a member of the Chicago White Sox organization and also a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Jake, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, really, really glad to have you here. So uh, just you're you're in your off season, right? So this is when you get to uh, presumably relax, which probably doesn't actually happen, but uh, <laughs> we won't bug it's you too much. It's probably the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hey, but we'd love to know your kind of your Spurs story. How uh, how does a, a guy from the U.S. from middle America come across a, a football club from, from London? What's that look like for you? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, growing up, um, I had a lot of friends that, that played soccer um, and, you know, it's just, it was kind of always in my world, but I never really played it. Right. Um, and so I started watching and, you know, as a kid, you're watching Wayne Rooney and um, you know, you, you see like United stuff everywhere. Um, and for me, I think like the time I want to say it was like 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, I started watching Gareth Bale all the time. And he was, he was my favorite player um, by far. And, you know, it was kind of like a contrarian type thing because all my buddies were, were, you know, Rooney or Messi or Ronaldo. And like, for me, it's like, no, Gareth Bale is my guy. Um, and that's kind of when I, when I first started watching Tottenham, um, same with Luka Modric, um, you know, he, he was another favorite of mine. So um, that's kind of where it started. Um, and then, you know, with, with baseball and everything, like, I don't have as much time to, to watch the games on the weekends and, and whatnot. Um, and I, when I got hurt um, with my Achilles, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to buy into this even more so than I already am. And, you know, watch every single game from here on out. Um, and, you know, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Um, I'd say that was 2018 and onward for the last four years, for sure. I've watched um, basically every game I can. Um I mean, even even in a clubhouse, if I, if I have to, I'll, I'll have the Spurs on. But um, I guess like that 2019 uh, Champions League um, this is probably the highlight of of my uh, my Spurs career over the last four years. Um, you know, just the the Ajax comeback and um, all that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely started with Gareth Bale and Luka Modric, um, and now obviously Harry Kane um, is probably probably my favorite player. So how the uh, how the bail return uh, come over with you? Did you like that? I I liked it for personal reasons. Um, you know, across the board, I, I don't know. It was just like, you know, it just felt like we were uh, probably doing something just to give the fans a little taste of uh, when he was there and and in his, in his glory days. Um, but you know, I I still liked it for personal reasons. Yeah, unfortunately, none of the fans actually got to see him play. That's that's yeah, the whole downside. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, man, thanks for thanks for sharing that, and uh, yeah. thanks for jumping in with us. Let's let's yeah. let's talk about what's going on, guys. Um, Steve, you pick. We're going to talk transfer stuff, or we're going to talk actual games. What do you think? Uh let's talk transfer stuff. That literally just closed. Yeah. Um, and we got some exciting things. Uh, Pedro Porro announced finally. Um, which is just such a wild thing. Like I, people were getting excited about this signing and I just couldn't because I saw what we did to Tanjuma. It was like, no, absolutely not. I refuse to buy into this until, you know, I see the picture of him from the official club account, wearing the, the shirt, the pen in the hand, right on yes, the table. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going through that. You know, we screwed Everton. We've got something coming to us and, 
not fortunately it all worked out but you know it got a little uh little dicey there towards the end but no that's it that's an exciting exciting pickup um I think he's a really solid player he had a great cup uh world cup um I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can contribute to the team um especially since he's a natural wing back so that's just perfect for Conte's system now it's just a matter of addressing some of the other areas of concern like center back and goalkeeper but got to imagine that's that's, mi- that's top minor of the positions. list for summer right <laughs> mike what Listen, do you think what do you think the um this window as small as it was but the positions filled what do you think that alludes to for conte's future um <clears throat> well i i think that the uh, first of all i think the fact that um we you know levy and enoch and whoever else uh were in the background on this one i hope they're in the background but like it seemed to me like the reason they went out and pushed so hard and that Paradici kept pushing so hard for this guy was to get him for the system that of the coach that we currently have. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that Conte is not going to fucking just completely flake out. Right. <laughs> right. So you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, this guy's, this guy's a, a player uh, that, you know, and just because he's a natural wing back doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, he's going to somehow, you know, not fit into a system like, um, uh, you know, God forbid a Pochettino comes back when dad comes back. Um, we, we don't necessarily know that that's that, that, you know, he's going to work in a back four. He probably will. He's a kind of a marauding type player. Um I didn't, I didn't really know much about him until, uh, you know, I first heard the name linked with us. So I kind of, you know, how I do my Mike TK and uh, I, I went off and just started like just consuming as much Pedro Poro stuff as, as possible. The guy's pretty Jake, electric, Jake just so you know, Mike, Mike researches transfer rumors. He Googles what's going on with transfers and whatever comes up. That's, that's his info. Is that right, Mike? <laughs> that's his info. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, you know, what's even funnier is that that's exactly how I found Wrexham. <laughs> yeah, way, way back when you found Wrexham, right? You've been, you've been no, following like two, for years. It was, two years, it was two years ago when we first started this pod. And I was just like, I was like doing ITK stuff. And I just went down this rabbit hole. And I, like, so that's exactly how I found Wrexham. Yeah, had nothing to do with new ownership at all. No, I, do, all. Lo- I, I do love, I do love Ron Reynolds and I love some aviation gin. Uh, so <laughs> and we do have a, a sponsorship opening. We got sponsorship the, the gin opening. opening. Yeah, we're happy. Yeah, to yeah. Happy I thought you meant the Ryan Reynolds sponsorship because I would take that too. We'd, we'd take that too. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jake, I we're always it. looking for sponsors, man. If you know anybody good, we're uh, we're, we're dying. We're dying for. Yeah, I'll just call my my buddy Rob and Ryan and see, uh, yeah. see what we can get going. <laughs> of course, that would be great. No, so I honestly like uh, yeah. So I do this. I, I just consumed as much Pedro Poro as I could. Uh, I, I, you know, the Dan Juma thing that happened so quickly that I didn't really have time to, to find out who the dude was. I had heard the name. I kind of, I had a basic idea of who he was and what he, what he did and what he does. Um, but Pedro Poro is like, that's a name that we heard in October when, you know, he, he scored on us. Right. So, I mean, he he was a player. He played well against us in that game. Um, and luckily, uh, the the rules have recently changed so that he's going to actually get to play in the Champions League because in the round of 16, you know, uh, we're allowed to play three new players. Um, 
so luckily Dan Juma will be there. We don't have Doherty anymore. Right. So he's officially gone. Um, why couldn't we have just terminated like in Dombele's contract too, while we're at it? Like Doherty's a, he's a good dude, you know? Yeah. Like Doherty. Uh, good oh, dude. Man. But like, like I said earlier on our, on our WhatsApp, you know, it's a, I think it's a mature move by the club to let him go. Cause that's just, that's, that's where they are. That's where he is. And I, and I think the fact that he is a good dude, I, I think, I think, uh, kind of helps us uh you know get over the fact that he's gone quickly and like that they yeah. they made the decision to say hey go play for this club and he's it's not a small club he's gone to right so right, right. yeah um uh, but I, I i'm expecting great things from pedro poro the guy crosses the ball 300 times a fucking game and it's, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have bombs coming into the middle from both sides now with parasic you know the way that he can that he can cross the ball and now we got a younger guy you know can he can do the same thing he and he bombs up the side of the field, you know, and it's going to be neat to watch that partnership he forms with Decky. Absolutely. Jake, question for you, sir. Um, as somebody who's kind of lived seeing these things happen on, on a professional level, obviously there's a human dynamic to guys coming and going. Um, so when it's, when it's um, transfer season, like it's been, is that something you follow or do you just say like, yeah, I'll wait till that's done because I know how this works with athletes. What's that feel like to you? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely different um, over there as, as compared to trades here and the trade sure. deadline. Um, you know, I, I think over there, I, the rumors are like way wilder than over here, you know, with trades, you know, a lot of, a lot of front offices keep it close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more like bombshell, like, oh, dude, like we just traded for Craig Kimbrell, you know, and it's like, we, like we traded Madrigal as one of my buddies, you know, it's like, so it's kind of like bombshell stuff like that, where, you know, uh, the occasional hijacking or the occasional transfer that happens super quick. Um, I, I think there's way more of like, this guy's linked to a certain team for a really long time. Um, so you kind of prepare. And I think as a player, you probably prepare a little more over there for how this is going to affect my role um, on, on the t- current squad. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the difference. Um, but my thoughts on this transfer window, you know, I just don't know how that move, it moves the needle that much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, um, I was talking and being a white Sox fan, I don't want to, uh, give you this bad taste of, of a player on our team, but Jimmy Lambert is an Arsenal fan. Um, Oh really? And, All right. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah I know. Done. He's, he's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Ryan Burr, um, is a Man City fan and we have a kind of a group message going, um, you know, just talking about, so basically every single day we're, we're texting about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And we, we kind of had this rant. I think it was after the, the North London Derby where I just kind of went on a rant. And it's like to be a, to be an elite team for me, it's like, you have to have an elite goalkeeper. You have to have two elite center backs. You have to have a probably elite center defensive mid. Um, I, I think Hoiberg, does play that role, but right now I, th- I think he's moving too far forward um, for for my liking defensively with what we have. I know we have a five back, so you know he, he feels that freedom. Um, and to be elite, elite, and you know push for push for trophies, you have to have a great cam. Um, I, I think you you look back at the the poach years where we're you know finishing second, third almost every single year. Um, you know you have Rattelgan, Alderweire, Larice is in his prime. Um, and you have Erickson and for me, we're not addressing any of those issues. So 
Like, how is this going to move the needle for, for us to push the envelope for a top four spot this year? And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't excite me at all. Um, you know, I, I can only watch so many uh, Eric Dyer jumping up for headers and <laughs> flicking it on to one of their attackers for an easy goal or so many Larice, you know, just miscues. So, um, you know, I hope, I hope those get addressed and um, I don't, I don't know if Conte is going to, going to be back because of those issues. All right, guys, that's been Wicked Spursy for the night. We, uh, <laughs> pretty much hit everything. But I guess you know, the, the point there is the it, it's the spine up the center of the pitch, right? Like everything yep. you talked about is central. And um, absent that, yeah, everything else is literally on the periphery, both you know physically and kind of figuratively. So, yeah, Steve, yep. respond to that. What are, what are your thoughts on what Jake said? I completely agree. And I think that that's, you know, it's something we're going to continue to struggle with for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um like yeah we got Conte a wing back on the right side but I think it was last week I was talking about how the right side really hasn't been the issue um over the last few games it's been the left side that's been really struggling and the center you know we've been getting completely overrun um in the center of the field and it yeah I think he's right we've we've done absolutely nothing to address that unless Conte manages to figure out whatever miraculous method to get these guys to do exactly what's in his mind. We're just going to be looking at the same stuff just with a couple new players to, you know, maybe um, offer a little flash, a little substance, but you know, it's, you've got 11 guys out there, um, five guys that you can sub in, you know, so it's not going to be one or two players who are really doing it. You really need that core dynamic, And for me, there have been too many players who have been just sort of coasting. Um, And, you know, maybe it's not for lack of effort or, you know, I'm sure they're fantastic guys, fantastic players. But, you know, when there's no competition, when you don't have somebody breathing down your neck for that starting spot, it's I don't know it to me it it seems like it's easy for them to just like I can make that mistake because who's going to step in right like who, Eric who are some Dyer, of those guys all right yeah Eric Dyer right? definitely Eric Dyer yep. in particular right he gets dropped to the bench <clears throat> who comes in right Sanchez Big Dave Sanchez like he's, <laughs> Big Dave, he's no right. less error prone you know <laughs> he to me he would fit that that Romero side a bit better somebody who can you know get a little further up and not be as as big of an issue but to having in the center no we don't have anybody to be in that central anchor point in defense so if dyer could make as many mistakes as he wants we just don't have anybody who's going to compete with him right now it's kind of scary yeah. when when uh ben davis is our most reliable and trustworthy backline defender right I was, yeah, I, was you know, I, I was i was i was excited to hear like somebody a name like Incapi, you know uh, linked and, 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 you know, just nothing getting done because what's going on with this fucking Pedro Poro thing. It's taking up all of our time. You know, I, <laughs> I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's like taking, I, I, I get like every time you see Paradici in the, in the stands or whatever he, guys on his fucking phone, right. He's texting away, you know, trying, trying to screw Italy out of money again or whatever he's doing. Um, <laughs> trying to avoid prison time. <laughs> trying to avoid, trying to avoid prison time. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he'd do great in prison. He might make he might make some good deals. You know, he might get a couple of cartons of cigarettes out of out of uh, and maybe a new roommate. But um, <laughs> but uh, 
Mike, you know a little too much about prison, it seems. No, I just watched prison. TV prison TV. Mike. It's all coming together now. Prison big Mike. Fan, big fan of Oz, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, just, I, 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 I guess my problem is like, uh, you know, I, I just want to believe, right? And and I think that Basuma was making some strides before the World Cup hit. Um, it, it, you know, I get that it's not the same system, and he may not be the same player that he was. Um, but but Sumo was making some strides. Benton Kerr was making some strides before his injury. Decky's Decky, you know, Decky is gonna do the same stuff that he does. He he he's was gonna, a little. He's, he's gonna, been a he's little rusty. Is what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's been a little rusty, but like that dude can like as we've said before, could do no wrong. Uh, if we were to rename this show, it'd probably be called you know, Wicked Decky. Um, Mike's Decky Love Fest. Yeah, uh, but I you, we all know I love a good midfielder. Um, uh silky pudding uh jake I, we call uh button curse silky pudding we we, we. we. Yeah. <laughs> all right it's, it's me it's me um but anyway uh yeah i i, th- I think that there, there are bones there that we can build off of but like that back three like the way that romero pushes up i get that romero can play that way long lay uh in his you know in his younger years when he was you know, when he was a huge, huge prospect for Barcelona, he could play that way. He can't play that way now. I mean, the dude can still cross the ball. He can still pass the ball well. You know, he gets he gets balls in uh, every once in a while. He, he has like a flash of brilliance that I love, but he, it's not consistent enough. And and then you have like like Jay said, like Steve said, like the center the center piece of that. You just don't have that there. And that, you know, you can't have somebody like Hugo who's older and he's prone to making mistake, more mistakes now than he used to be trying to, trying to fix mistakes that Eric Dyer is, is falling into all the time. It's just, it's just really hard. And, and, and I think that like the bones are there, but we, we do have, we do have to build around it. And, and, and I'm surprised that we didn't, push harder for uh, you know at least a center back some sort of center back you can play in the back three on a left left side or a center jake did you get to watch the uh the cup game over the weekend the no Preston? i yeah I, I didn't get to watch that uh, right. um then i won't ask I, anything about that i was i do because son had such an impact in that game i do want to talk about that like at what yeah. point does richarlison like Son's been great, right? Like unbelievable, especially last season with Harry. Like, at what point does Richarlison get a shot? You know, and I, I know he's not fully fit, um, according to Conte. I don't know if I believe that fully. Um, <laughs> I, I do think he probably can play at, at least seventy and Son come off the bench. But um, I don't know. I, like, I love, I love him to death. You know, you saw. I think it was this weekend that like the, the little girl, like he took off his coat and gave it to her. Like, yeah. you know, he's, he's genuinely just a good guy, but like at what point is his form so bad that you, you have to move, like move to Richarlison and maybe give him a wake up call. Kind of, kind of what Steve was saying. Like there are guys that are going through the motions and like, you know, I, I think, I think it might be a good wake up call, but I don't know. And I, I know Richarlison's more of a true striker. So you know, you probably have to change the the formation a little bit, but um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's interesting. 
And we did see earlier in the year, Steve loves to point this out, when they finally benched Son. I don't remember what, what match that was, but he comes Lester. back and Lester comes back and hits a hat trick. You know, it, yep. it's, yeah, that seemed to get his attention. And maybe like with that Preston match, Kane being out, maybe maybe Son knowing he had to perform got his attention. But man, it shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't have to be like that. I, I would certainly hope that he'd be able to snap out of it. You see, the thing for me about, and it's not so much Sun, to be honest, it's it's the Spurs fan base that just gets under my skin a little bit, is we've got these players that we hold to like this cult hero status where they can do no wrong. And to me, that's just not healthy. Like you need to be able to look at your players critically and be able to say, you know, this person just isn't doing what we need to do right now. And for me, Son is one of those players. Like, yeah, he got two goals, but against a mid-table championship team, you know, it's it's not as impressive to me. If he can show up on Sunday against Man City, fantastic. I'm glad he's got his confidence back. I'm glad he can contribute. But, I mean... I think that's spot on, you know, what Jake was saying, you know, he, he needs that competition, you know, Dave, you mentioned too, that, that like fire, the spark to say, you know, I really need to just buckle down and do my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, love to see Richarlison get a shot out there. Um, even if it does take that change in formation, even if it does mean tactically changing things up, um, Am I but, losing? Am I losing my mind, or did Richarlison kind of sat the bench early in the season, came on in a Champions League game, and didn't he get a brace like, yeah, in the, in the first time he came on the pitch? Yeah, he brings it. He brings something every time he comes. That's that's the thing about him. But here's the other thing that I've been sort of intrigued by is, is Dan Juma. You know, with him, I can almost see you've got you know Richarlison can take over for Kane and you know, even get Dan Juma in there for son, let, let that be some sort of rotation. Um, that could be interesting, uh, to me, but speaking of another guy, he came on, he, he got his debut goal, albeit it was a little bit scuffed, but it, they all count in the end, right? It, it what, was what do they call it? They call that a, like a jammy, jammy type goal. Like, yeah. Yeah, he kind of he kind of fluffed it a little bit. He's, uh, but you know, I mean, it, it looked great till they showed the slow mo, and then you're like, Ooh, yeah. That, <laughs> but didn't look but so you good. see, the thing about about Dan dude, Juman, dude was I hyped loved, though. Dude was hyped about it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I love to see that I haven't really seen from Sun in particular for most of this season is, you know, there were a couple times dan juma was making runs he was he was trying something and when it didn't come off he was like you know fired up he was yeah, ready he to was get pissed. back up there. he was doing what decky does right head down i'm gonna rush back there i'm gonna get myself back in position i'm gonna make something happen um and i just haven't seen much of that from Sun this season you know even kane um he doesn't necessarily have that same fire but he still finds himself in the positions that he needs to be in to help the team unfortunately a lot of the time it's defending a little bit too much you know when he's playing center back almost that's not a good thing but it's it's that contribution to the to the greater good of the team that I love to see I love it when these players just don't quit in the middle of the match um so I'm curious to see you know what comes from from him from the team as a whole now that the window's closed and they can focus on 
big match coming up on Sunday, um, and really uh, a, a huge month. Champions does, does back Sonny, again. Does Sonny have like? Does he thrive uh, more when when Harry Kane's not on the not on the pitch? I mean, we saw it at the beginning of last season, right? I mean, you when, saw it in uh, twenty nineteen too. You know, when right? Kane was out injured, he yeah, 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 unstepped up. I mean, that was that was Sonny and Lucas's year. Lucas had like nine goals that year, like like he had like twelve goals in all competitions, right? Um, but so it's it's just, I think guys like that thrive, but I, at the same time, I don't, I don't know if like if you guys saw anything where maybe when Harry Kane's not on the field, son, son feels that re- he has that responsibility. Um, well, you he's have that to remember, leader. you have to remember they've got the record for, you know, contributing goals and assists together. You know, it's right. not that they're, they're getting in each other's way. I, I just yeah. think that, you know, there's something going on. It's got it. Maybe it's a mental thing um, where he's just not as confident as he was. Maybe he's tired. He's been certainly playing a lot between club and country. Um, lots of travel involved there. You know, maybe the dude's just exhausted. He's beating himself up too much. Um, I don't know, man. You know, that, J- Jake would tell us the baseball players play every day, not just... every not every three days or seven days, right? <laughs> yeah, but we don't run. You, you don't run miles. 10 kilometers every day. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. I was trying to set you up, man. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Steve, I'm thinking uh, it's, it's time for me to ask a question. You, you comfortable with me asking a question right now? I yeah, I think so. It's all you I, do I is ask questions. Ask question. I know I'm, I'm the host. It's my job. I, I keep it moving. <laughs> and Jake, this is your maiden voyage with this, so just buckle up, yeah. enjoy the ride. Oh, Here's yeah. what I'm wondering. Hey Mike, what you drinking? Oh, hey Dave. Uh I, I love when you, you ask that question. I know uh, you do. Today, um, I have a beer that I that I uh I went to the bevy today to and Winooski to the beverage warehouse, um, because the old Georgia market wasn't doing it anymore. The beer cave in the Georgia market wasn't doing it anymore. Um, I, I think I, I've had every single one of the beers in there. Um, <laughs> this one's called Jelly King. Jelly, Jelly King. King. Jelly King. By what's that? Bellwoods Brewery. Bellwoods Brewery. Uh, I, I just found it. I was I was intrigued by it. It's brewed in Toronto. Ooh, we're going international, huh? Yeah, why not? I mean, why the hell not? Um <laughs> I tried to find something that was brewed in St. Louis for Jake, but like, we know what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a one horse town, right? Yeah. We we did that in the, we did that earlier in the season. It was in the summer, wasn't it? We did, Jake. We reviewed uh, the big domestics. It was it was pretty uh, unexciting and, and yeah, and very plain. Uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> so this one is a this one is a dry hop sour. Um, my assumption is that most when sours are when sours to dry hopped or most dry hopped beers are dry hopped with like citra so we'll find out what's going on with this thing i'm gonna pour it into my tulip glass it smells really good at least so you know we've been doing a lot of like ipas and stuff recently and well always because that's we're we're in ipa country in vermont this beer looks fantastic. All anybody here knows how to do drives me crazy. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an old three Soap. finger soapy head, right? Soapy head. There you go. Um, it, it actually poured really nicely. <laughs> it's pretty fizzy. It smells a lot like a Saison, but it's got kind of like a farmhousey kind of yeasty smell to it, which is which is not which is not terrible. It's not a terrible thing with a with a sour beer like this. Um, 
So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it and drink it and see what we get here. Oh boy. He's just, he just went right for it. He did. <laughs> I thought no, he was going to no. chug it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I do. It depends on, uh, it depends on how good it is. Um, or how bad it is. Or how bad. <laughs> just finish it fast. The, the rule, the, the hard and fast rule is that I have to get through the beer by the end of the, by the end of the show. And I didn't last week. It was so bad. I had to, I bought a four pack of that beer and I don't understand why I did that. The other three are just sitting in. <laughs> right. They'll, they'll be I had the opportunity to, to, to buy a six pack of this today and I didn't do it. Um, I kind of wishing I did. Ooh. Good. Sign. Yeah. This is, this is actually really good. Um, and I'm not a big, I'm not a giant fan of sour ales, but this thing, this thing is really good. Um, you get like a, you get kind of that, that citra, the, that's the bite from the citra hops at the end of it that I really, really like citra are my favorite kind of hops. Um, they lend themselves to any kind of a pale ale IPA, that kind of a thing, double IPAs, um, and, and any dry hopping process, um, but it's it still just it 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 leaves that sour ale. The sour ales are uh, usually um, super yeasty, sour, super sour. Yeah, they they're super <laughs> sour. And it's based on it's because of the lactobacillus. Uh, that's bless you. Or yes, or or, <laughs> or the Breton or the Brettanomyces. Uh, All right, smart guy. You're you're, uh, you're yeast, but, now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that this beer this beer is really good, and uh, and I. Like I said, I typically don't like sours. They're usually brewed with like stupid cherries and like all kinds of different fruits and stuff. I don't like fruits in my beer, but um, my quick question I'm on their website, nice little website. I do notice they lead with the fact that they have a non alcoholic version of Jelly King. Do you have the the full test version or are you on the? Oh, no, no, uh, yeah, this is this is 5.6. All right, just want to check, make sure you weren't acting drunk later on a, on a <laughs> NA beer. Yeah, like like in high school. Yeah, that's awesome. We'd, we'd change your name to Mike, Mikey O'Doul's if if you did that. <laughs> you can do that anyway. O'Doul's, <laughs> Mikey O'Doul's. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, well, let me let me tell you. We we don't have enough time. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> we'll enough time. Save that uh, for another episode. All right, I'm I've going gone. um three point six on this. Hey, yes, that's a big score. Suck yep. it, Dave. Yes, yeah, Steve was closer. I said three one. He said three five. And I'm going to go with Soggy Bottom Boys today. Man of Constant Sorrow for our man, Pedro Porro. How? How How are you making that the song connected to this beer? Just because Pedro Porro signed today? This is a song that's been that's been put forward on uh, on Koi's Reddit for our, our boy, Pedro Porro. Um, it's, it's, it, I'm a fan of Pedro Porro. But how does it relate to the... How's that really to Jelly King sour? Yeah. Beer? It, it has nothing to do with the beer. It has to do with the fact that I'm excited about Pedro Porro. Right, so you're, you're admitting you make this crap up, and and there's no logic at all to your to your song. Do you want me to do it? A song oh, that okay. goes with the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. Um, so then we can make fun of you for that. Yeah, Dave's gonna make fun of me anyway, so it doesn't absolutely. it doesn't really matter. All right, let's. Uh, Let's go with Rocket Queen, Guns N' Roses. All right. I like that. All right. All right. Good call. Yeah. That's respectable. Fair. Was right. that well so done. hard? Well done, so Mikey. Hard. So that's been Bellwood Brewery, Jelly King, out of Toronto, 3.5. 
and a little GNR for the song. I like it. That's a good lineup for you. I guess at 3.6, but that's okay. Yeah, 3.6. Oh, I'm sorry, 3.6. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Don't mess with the baseball player on stats. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to it. Stats mean money, right, Jake? Oh, yeah. I thought I was a baseball player <laughs> once, too. It's a pretty That's good cool. war. 3.6 war? I mean, come on. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well done, Mike. That's been Hey, Mike, What You Drinking? Let's get back to the uh, to the football. So looking ahead, guys. Um, City this weekend. And then after that, a stretch of, you know, likely winnable matches. Jake, what are you thinking about as you as you look at City? I don't know. I mean, looked really good. Um for the first half, last what was it? Last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, look good. Um, I, I again, it's just it, it boils down to the center backs, and with that attack, I, like, I just don't know how you hold up for ninety minutes. Um, maybe Conte saw, find some sort of formula to keep everybody in check, but I, I think they just have too many weapons, but. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for it, but, um, I, I just, again, there's, there's not enough movement, um, on the needle for me to, uh, to compete with them and pains me to say to compete with Arsenal either. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think until next season and in the summer transfer window, um, you know, I don't see us winning these big games Maybe we come away with a draw and, and get a point out of it, which I think is best case scenario. Reasonable assessment, Steve. Build on that for us. I would love a draw, to be honest. Um, that to me, that would be a, a fantastic result. Um, I'm still feeling really pessimistic about it for all the reasons that that Jake mentions. Just there's not enough that we've done that we've worked on since we played them last two weeks ago. Um that re- really has me feeling like we're we're turning things around. We're we're you know going to do things different. I know there was that talk after the um, Fulham victory that Conte maybe had that spark back and was ready to you know buy into the the whole thing. But I mean, there just isn't enough time, right? We've had a close one nothing game against Fulham. We beat a mid table championship club in the, in the FA cup. Is that enough time to, to say we're going to get a different result? And I just, from what we've seen all season, I don't think it is. I think we seriously need a lot more time and investment before we can compete with teams like man city. And, you know, fans will point out that we've sort of been their, their bogey team, for the last few years, we've been getting results when, you know, we really shouldn't. I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, yeah, like I said, a draw would be phenomenal. Anything more than that, I'd be in heaven. But this just looks like it, it looks like it's got a loss written all over it. Fortunately, after that, it does look like a series of winnable games. So maybe that's when we start to get some momentum going into the back half of the season. I mean, if you, after City, we've got, what, Chelsea at the end of the month, which, you know, I'm still not entirely sure how that's going to turn out. Um, but our next challenging games don't come until the end of April. Newcastle, United, Liverpool, all in a row. Those are going to be the hard ones. So mm-hmm. get through City put some wins uh, on the board after that and, and get that momentum. Cause we're going to need it right at the end. Mike, how about you? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with the draw. Uh, you know that that two nothing was a was an aberration at halftime. Uh, you know, we woke up the sleeping giant. They had a guy out there with a fucking number in the eighties, and 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 and, I, and I'm sure that Jake Jake knows. You know, we've talked about this before, Dave. You know, guys with the number sixty and above, and in, in in MLB, you know, those those guys that you know. I mean, unless it's Jose Abreu, and that's a different story. Yeah, but yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we get that right. Or, I mean, Ricky Vaughn, right? Ricky Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 uh they had yeah, they didn't even play De Bruyne. Like we woke up the giant, um, and the giant is Holland, and uh he's not just a giant, he's a giant he's a giant cyborg. He's a cyborg, uh, he's a robot from, for sure from another planet. And uh my my son actually I there's a dude, there's a dude who's like a bodybuilder on 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 like Facebook reels and or whatever my son watches YouTube who does these little Holland things. He looks like Holland and he wears the Jersey and he like runs around like a lunatic. That dude, that dude is also a cyborg, but he's like, <laughs> it's, it's like there's, it, they went to the, they went to the cyborg store and picked out Holland. The, the, the guy, the guy's amazing. Um, I've never seen anything like him uh, in, in, really any kind of sport uh outside of like maybe megatron was was probably the closest approximation you can make in professional sports to hmm. to a, a, just a pure robot superhuman does superhuman things and and i holland has that ability to take over a game and and i don't know how you stop him like jake said i don't know how you stop him with our back three it just doesn't happen um and it's it's gonna it, it's gonna it might be a bad day for us. It really might be a bad day for us. Um, but again, that doesn't that doesn't mean that that's that the whole season is ruined. Uh, like like you guys were saying, we have a r- really favorable run of run of games coming up, so we have a we have a chance to do something. Keep ourselves at least maybe in a in a Europa League spot. I I, I really do think like the only way we have a successful result is like we score four, and the, the offensive side of things is we're, we're in form, you know, like, I think that's the only, like a four, four draw, which would be absolutely insane. But I really do. I think that's the only way you get a result. It, I mean, it almost happened last year, right? I mean, we almost had like a three, three draw, like Harry, Harry Kane, uh, Harry Kane kind of saved us at the end of the game with Decky yeah. Decky had like, the the starting debut of like that any player could ever have with a new club and like he was decky was all over the place he affected the game like nobody thought he was going to because he had that 20 minute kind of kind of shitty performance in his first appearance uh with spurs and then he just kind of like went out there that guy that guy's pretty phenomenal uh he i can't say enough about him either he has the ability to take over a game if it if it plays through his side, but I think that we have to be able to uh, succeed in the midfield and um, succeed in the back. Uh, I, I think we're going to have nine, ten guys behind the ball at all times this game. We're going to have to we're going to have to find counter opportunities, and it might not happen. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be rough. 
this is a side question and you guys might have researched it a little more than me but are Deki and Venticore like liable for this like Juventus stuff like I saw like they can yeah. hand out suspensions for 30 for 30 days at least like for, for the players involved too yeah the, yeah yeah, really? yeah so that seems to be really that what seems about, to would be that affect uh, McKinney too thing. just came over to Leeds is that is that a it, it might. I don't know right, if right. he was on yeah. the list, but I know for sure Decky and Bentecourt were on the list. Yeah, yeah that, he was uh, also listed. It, it has you know, to be taken it, up by the by the English FA, though. Okay, but that's that's so, a. But does hasn't the English yeah. FA said they will uphold? I, I read something like they've said they'll uphold other governing bodies' sanctions or suspensions or whatever. They didn't do they didn't do shit to Man City though. So fair. That's a good point fair. with their with their situation and. The 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 uh, other thing that we have to think about too is Romero. Romero is also kind of uh, embroiled in this this whole thing too because of the the way we got him. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. Is he like was he a Juventus guy but on loan at Atlanta? Is that what? Yeah, the deal yeah, was? that's that's what he was on loan at Atlanta, and so gotcha. that Juventus like still kind of owned him. The the whole structure, like the whole, I the whole European sports structure is weird to me. Um, and it's just the fact that like in American sports, we, we trade from city to city, to city, to city. Right. And it's, we're, we're not trading from country to country to country. And the way that like Italy works is different from the way France works is different from the way, you know, and then FIFA says, has these rules that they choose to uphold whenever the hell they want or choose to uphold them. So, yeah. And then you get a you get an American baseball team owner who buys Chelsea and spends eight hundred billion dollars in a transfer window, and it just throws throws every rule out the window, right? It's so weird, man. He's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get blown up by this, and and I hope he's not your owner someday, Jake. But um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I just kept getting updates like Chelsea signs him, Chelsea right. signs him. I'm like, dude, what, what is going on over there? One hundred and twenty million dollars for it for a dude that, that got. You know, got bought by uh, Benfica for ten million. Yeah, he was play, playing with Vertonghen, and now he's uh, now yeah. he's one hundred twenty million, right? <laughs> it's amazing. And, and humped a trophy at the World Cup. You know, it's like, right. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, exactly. Hey, Jake, I I wanted to ask you, and this is flashing back a couple of weeks. You know, we've won a few matches recently, but there was a stretch where you know the sky was falling. You know. Enoch out, Conte out, players suck, all that kind of stuff. Like, so someone like you who who lives in a world where you sport is your job, right? Like, how, how do you how do you look at those situations where people say the players aren't performing and the coach or the manager's tactics are are crap and the the owners aren't supporting things, you know, like where people are looking to assign blame and they assign it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Are, are you able to look at that from a different lens and make sense of that? Or is it as screwy to you as it is to us when you're watching that happen? Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like it, it's so different over there, but um, like from my personal perspective, right. Like I, I think fans don't understand like the full aspect of what's going on in, in the locker room or the clubhouse or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think I heard a rumor um, like when the, that, that bad, like right before Poach got fired, like they, there was some like rifts between like Erickson and like, some, like Toby like yep. and wives were involved and stuff. So like, yep, yep. I, I think I read that rumor and like, 
so like you never really know what's going on in the clubhouse um and i think that's something that like fans don't really realize is like we're humans too like you know all of us could have some really crazy stuff going on in our personal lives and it's like it is impacting your your play on the field um and i mean like for me it's like yeah like all these fans are like tweeting at you like get better all this it's like it's not really gonna fire anybody up um you know it's not gonna it's not gonna make ownership you know by by the players we need or it's not gonna make the, the manager change his tactics um and so you know as a player you kind of get the brunt of it because you you really have no say in any of that other than your own personal play so um feels a more like a personal attack but um you know i don't know for me I, during the season i delete twitter so i like all of that's just kind of like out of out of sight out of mind um and i'm sure most most athletes do that um you know off season i love interacting and i, I love tweeting every time Tottenham scores just to uh you know uh <laughs> put it out there um but yeah i mean it, it's definitely one of those things that, that fans don't get the full story um you know and um you know between ownership and, and manager it could could be a disconnect there it could be the manager to the players or it could be ownership with the players you know there's, there's three different avenues and three different relationships that um you know can make the whole thing crumble so um i i think that's that's something that, that you have to look into is like what's going on off off the pitch and um you know there there might be certain things that um a player said about about me or said about my teammate and so you know there's there's a lot of stuff that um you know it's you kind of don't see makes perfect sense I, I think that's what we'd all assume but um then then fans get caught up in nonsense and are looking to point the blame in one place you know or, or expect one thing to change so yeah which which is reasonable i mean like fans have a right to be upset you know i'm not saying like you can't be <laughs> upset and can't tweet about it like that you have the the platform to express your your distaste but um you know it's definitely you got to think about the bigger picture as well yeah so you're saying that that angry tweet doesn't change anything. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not going to make me not swing at the slider in the dirt for strike three with the bases loaded. <laughs> I'm still probably going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so more more angry tweets will help with that. All right, we got it. We, yeah, we exactly. <laughs> All right, boys, we're uh, we're approaching the uh, the hour. Let's let's start thinking about closing thoughts. Steve, what are you what are you thinking about as we wrap up? Well, um, I actually put our research department to work. They're under, underpaid I and did. overworked, buddy. Because I was curious, you know, about the the Holland cyborg robot comments. So I, <laughs> I wanted to see just how crazy his numbers are. Okay, so this dude in his, uh, albeit very short career, I mean, he's only 22 years old. Um, you know, he's he has played for, what, two, arguably three bigger clubs. Um He's 227 appearances, 186 goals. That is a goal conversion rate of about 81.9%. That is unreal. To compare, because obviously we, you know, now we know what Holland does. Let's baseline it. So I looked at some of the uh, other big names. Harry Kane, our personal favorite he's got a goal conversion rate of about 59.6 percent wow cristiano ronaldo 73 percent and he's got a much bigger sample size Lionel messi top of the list um you know probably one of the greatest players 
81.6. So right now, Erling Holland has a better goals per appearance rate than any active player that I can think of, um, which is just disgusting. I mean, is, that can't possibly be sustainable, but if it is, holy shit. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. Striker, is... Strikers get better. Like he's 22, right? He, he learns, he... he grows. Yeah. Let's assume yeah, he goes I mean, another eight years. Fills you're looking out at, more, you're gets, looking at guys sharp. like, yeah. Yeah. Lewandowski and like, you, you know, you think like, and, and we've talked about this a lot too. Like how many, how many times have we, have we said, Oh, well, this, this is a two team league. This is a three team league. So, you know, he, you, you think, Oh, he's coming from the German league, which is, which is super physical. Right. But, you know, guys like Lewandowski are scoring 38, 40 goals a season there. You, I, I just assumed that, you know, he was going to be challenged a little more coming to coming to the premier league, the premier league, which is, and I'm sorry, like it is it, the Premier League is the Premier League in the world. I mean, there's there's not there's there's not going to be anybody eclipse. It's not like La Liga was in in the late '90s, early 2000s. Just it, it it's it's this January window has been the biggest window for English football in years, in years. In January windows, like you don't see a lot of movement typically, right? Right. It, it blew the fuck up this year, and I mean, shit. Chelsea outspent everybody. Like two knows or three that. leagues. Everybody <laughs> yeah, knows that. Yeah, that this is where the money is, right? And when the money is there, all the greatest players want to go there. So, thinking that somebody like Erling Holland is going to come here and and be challenged a little more is acceptable. But at the same time, when he's he when he gets out there and he and it just looks easy for him and he makes everybody look stupid. That's wild. This this guy's an all timer and he's you know for what it's worth. I mean, sure he's on City who just buys players for fun for a hundred million dollars. They didn't even pay a hundred million for him. They paid like sixty five. Um, what a bargain! They, yeah, yeah. Right, well, considering what they paid for Graylish, right? <laughs> who sits on the bench half the time yeah it's wild it's wild and this guy is an all-timer already and he's just going to get better for sure mike and, any more closing thoughts from you at all and he's a fucking terminator yeah I, and he's a terminator jake i i um i just want to i just want to thank you for being here with us uh this, this has been pretty awesome for us um dave and i especially are, are big baseball fans uh we do uh wicked spursy uh, baseball spring training podcast every year. Nice. I'm a Red. I'm yeah. a Red Sox fan. Um, I want to hold it against you. No, no, you <laughs> should. Go. You should. I don't either. Yeah, I do, and I don't even like it. <laughs> uh, because Christian Arroyo can't be our second baseman all year. I mean, you're welcome in New England. <laughs> you're always welcome in New England. I would um, go. I don't want you, Jake well, to be on the Red Sox, but I go to Red Sox game. Three hundred billion for a third baseman. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I just want to thank you for being here. It's been it's been great to have a conversation with you. You're always welcome back here. And uh, and uh, Dave and I, at least Dave and I, probably we'll, we'll drag Steve along with us to uh, hopefully get down to Fenway Park to watch you guys this year. Yeah, I'm awesome. sure Dave will get out to Chicago to to watch you. So 
Likewise. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be right. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, Mike. Jake, how about you, man? Closing thoughts as we wrap up. Well, first, thank you for having me. This is, this is awesome. Um, I, whenever you guys need a uh, guest, guest star to uh, talk about the, uh, the state of Tottenham, I'm, I'm down whenever. Perfect. Um, I will say for the next four months, I am the biggest Manchester city fan in the world. Um, because I, I cannot stand Arsenal winning the league. Um, if that means we lose this weekend, I mean, and they win the league, you know, I'll take that. Um, but, you know, I think it boils down to, to what I said. Um, I, I just, for me, I want, I want them to spend money on, on those key positions. Um, I, I think you need to bring in a cam, um, I, you know, Erickson was so special here. Um, well, not here in North London, but, um, you know, I, I just need to see more creative play too. Um, uh, so that that's Tottenham, um, across the board. I, I don't think I have really any too many, too many closing thoughts, but, um, you know, spring trainings around the corner and ready to get going. When, uh, when do you have to report for that? What's that look like? Um, I'm going to go down February 15th. I'll report the 16th. And then um, I, I think that's when the WBC uh, position players are, are going to report. So I'm just going to gotcha. go down early and kind of get to camp early, especially with the new coaching staff and everything, um, you know, get around them and kind of, kind of work with them. So um, I'm excited, you know, new, new staff and um, we'll see. It'll be fun. Very nice. Hey man, we, uh, we, we appreciate you being here, Jake. And I just want to say for, for my closing thoughts, you know, we've talked about this on our podcast before that being a, a sports fan or a sports supporter, it's supposed to bring you joy. It's supposed to bring you fun. And when, when it gets to the point that it ruins your life, like something's out of whack, you know? Um, and I, I appreciate um, when you follow a team like Tottenham or you follow a team like the Chicago White Sox, you know, you get accustomed to the roller coaster, right? Like it's, it's just a part of the, it's part of the deal, but I want to thank you for, um, just just helping validate that there's a human being on the other side of those jerseys and those kits, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. a couple of things you shared tonight, I think kind of really point to that. So appreciate that. And we, we'd love to have you back anytime you're, you're willing to. And uh, obviously we wouldn't ask you in season to do anything. Cause that would be ridiculous. Unless you want me to talk yeah. to the new manager, Pedro, I'm happy to to try to work something out with him, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, as, as we wrap up boys, uh, Steve, what would be the last thing you would say to our friends as we go? Don't be an asshole. Thank you, Steve and Michael. Quiz, 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 quiz. And be safe, everyone. <laughs>